0: We praise thee, Lord for Thy great land that we thy dwelling place may be. Thou livest us we fill with thee. Thou in the sunest spread my peace.
1: Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two faithful servants of the Lord Jesus who labored side by side for parts of three decades in mainland China. Witness Lee brought this ministry to the West in 1962 and culminated his ministry with the life study of the Bible a significant contribution to the heritage of Bible exposition. And we're delighted to bring you short portions of this spoken ministry on today's Life Study from the Book of Colossians.
2: In the writings of the Apostle Paul, there are terms and concepts found no other place in Scripture. It was Paul who talked about the body of Christ and the one new man and the stewardship or the economy of the mystery. In Colossians 1, verse 25, Paul said that it was given to him to complete or fill up the Word of God. Yet other writings came after his in the New Testament. So in what sense was Paul's ministry a ministry of completion? Well, we'll look at that on today's Life Study of the Bible from Colossians. And joining us in the studio once again is Carrie Robichaux. Kerry, welcome back to the program.
0: Thanks, Chris. I'm glad to be here.
2: Today, Kerry. we want to pick up the last half of this verse in which Paul The Apostle says that it was given him to complete the Word of God. Let me ask you to put on your Bible translator hat for a moment. The last time you and I were together, uh, you told us a little of your background at Living Stream, being part of the translation team for the Recovery Version. I would guess that this verse must present a bit of a challenge to a translator because it's one of those words that's rendered in different ways in various translations. What can you tell us about this word?
0: Well, you're right, Chris. If you look at the uh, Bible translations, when you come to Colossians 1.25, you will see a wide range of translations of this one word. And uh, in Greek, the word simply means fill. So it, literally, it is to fill the Word of God. Uh, Bible translators, of course, try to understand what Paul meant and in what sense he was filling the Word of God. Our study of the uh, Bible and our study particularly of what the Lord gave Paul to do has indicated to us that really Paul's function was not merely to preach the gospel. He did that and he extended the borders of the gospel throughout the Roman Empire. But really what do we have from Paul today is all of his epistles, a full revelation concerning the divine reality Uh, If we didn't have Paul's writings, we really wouldn't have a complete understanding of what God is doing. So our understanding of this particular passage is that Paul's commission from the Lord was not merely to preach the gospel, not merely to minister to the churches, but to actually bring out the full, complete revelation that God had given to him. And in this sense, we say that Paul completed the word of God. Now, of course, we don't want to diminish everything else that Paul did. He did preach the gospel. He did minister to the churches and build up the churches. But the way he did all of this was with a much fuller and deeper understanding of the divine revelation. He went beyond the other apostles. Because of that, today the Word of God as we know it is completed. And there's no need to add to it. There's no need to augment it. What Paul has left us you know, in his coordination with the other apostles, is now the completed Word of God.
2: Well, Witness Lee is going to pick up this term uh, in the very first section, Carrie, and we're going to explore this matter of the Word of God being completed in Paul's ministry. Let's join him.
3: Now we come to see what is the completion of the Word of God. In other words, what is the revelation God gave to Paul? Christ being the mystery of God. The mystery of God means Christ is the embodiment of God. That is the life-giving spirit. This is the mystery of God. Not only the embodiment, but the life-giving spirit. The embodiment of God is carried out by the life-giving spirit. Christ is both. Christ is not only the embodiment of God, but also the life-giving Spirit. Christ has to be both. He has to be the very embodiment of God. And He has to be the life-giving Spirit to carry out the embodiment of God. You just consider without being, The life-giving spirit. How could Christ be actually the embodiment of God? This could be just a kind of theory. Just a kind of empty, vain term. For this term to be realized as a reality, Christ has to be the life-giving spirit. Paul was bold. Second Corinthians chapter 3. He says, Now the Lord is that Spirit. Which Spirit? The Spirit that is mentioned in verse 6 of the same chapter. It is the Spirit that gives life. In verse 6, it says, Then in verse 17, as a continuation, it says, Now the Lord is that Spirit. Who had ever told us that the Lord Jesus be with your spirit? Who has ever told us such a clear word? Paul was clear with his teaching. There's no ambiguity. In what? In these two things. In the embodiment of God, in the life-giving spirit.
2: Carrie, there's a lot to talk about here. The first aspect of Paul completing the word of God comes from Colossians two, verse two, in which he says, "Unto the full knowledge of the mystery of God, Christ." As the mystery of God, Christ has to be both the embodiment of God and the life-giving Spirit. Carrie has witnessly pointed out: if we do a thorough survey of the New Testament, there are a lot of verses that make the connection between Christ and the Spirit. But this is a difficult point. Maybe you could talk about it for a moment.
0: Well, again, what we're seeing in this program today is Paul completing the Word of God. And a big portion of that completing work is to really make clear to all the believers exactly who Christ is. There's a picture of Christ in the Gospels, but the New Testament doesn't end with the Gospels. The Lord gave Paul the commission to write more, and eventually the epistles complete the picture of who Christ is. Christ is the mystery of God, and that means he is the embodiment of God, and he manifests God to us. However, if you really look carefully in all of Paul's writings, and actually in, in the Gospels as well, you see a very close connection in the New Testament, between Christ and the Spirit. In fact, in many verses, it's clear that Paul identifies Christ with the Spirit and uses the title of Christ interchangeably with the term the Spirit. So in Paul's mind, in his full understanding, in his complete understanding of the mystery of God, Christ, He realized that Christ was the embodiment of God, but even more so, he is the life-giving spirit today, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 45. The reason this is this way is because if Christ were not the spirit to us, then Christ would simply be the historical Jesus. We don't want our Christ to simply be a historical figure. We want our Christ to be a personal savior, a personal advocate, a personal Presence with us today, and that can only be if he is with us as the Spirit. Paul realized this. Paul was brought into the Christian faith after the days of the earthly life of Jesus. Yet, Paul had a very full experience and appreciation of Christ. How did he have this? He had this because he knew Christ as the Spirit, and the Spirit made Christ real to him moment by moment. So part of Paul's real job and part of Paul's commission was not merely to show that Christ was the Christ of the Gospels, but to also show that Christ is the Christ of the Spirit. Christ is the life-giving Spirit today. And this is why throughout his writings he identifies Christ with the Spirit because it is the Spirit who makes Christ real to us. You know, Chris, Christ is a mystery. God is a mystery. Christ is a mystery. And we need the completing work of the Apostle Paul to fully understand exactly who this Christ is.
2: Carrie, let's pick up this phrase, the mystery, because it's unique in Paul's writing in the New Testament, a couple of places that it appears. But he's got a companion verse, uh, or a couple of verses, really, in Ephesians chapter 3. We're going to go on to that in this next section, and you just mentioned that Christ is a mystery. Ephesians 3, 3 and 4 says that by revelation, the mystery was made known to me as I have written previously in brief, By which, in reading it, you can perceive my understanding in the mystery of Christ. We've had the mystery of God, which is Christ. Now we come to the mystery of Christ. Let's go back to Witness Lee.
3: Then you have Ephesians 3. My, this is something too great. Not only Christ being the mystery of God, but also the church being the mystery of Christ. Another mystery. The first mystery is the mystery of God, that is Christ. And the second mystery, the mystery of Christ, that is the church. I tell you, Paul was bold. He dared to use all the terminologies no one has ever used. The body of Christ. Paul was such a person that the Lord can use him to complete his work. He use these terms. The body of Christ. Number one. Number two, the fullness of Christ. And number three, the new man. You just tell me, who else had ever told us these terms? And who else would or could have such boldness to use all these revolutionary terms? The body, the fullness, the new man. This is the completion of the word. Do you realize the enemy of God would not tolerate any kind of preaching and teaching concerning Christ as life-giving spirit, concerning the church as the mystery of Christ. The enemy would not tolerate this. Whenever you minister something of Christ as the life supply, as the life-giving spirit, as the all-inclusive spirit. And the church, I tell you, Satan will do everything to attack it. We do have a kind of form of certain teachings that pass on to us an incomplete revelation. And the subtlety of the enemy is just to cut off, to keep away this completion of the word of God. And what is completion? The ministry of the Apostle Paul. The revelation of the Apostle Paul. Our burden is to put out the completion. This is our burden. And this is our stewardship. We are ministering what? What? we are ministering the completion of the word of God. What it is? The mystery of God that is Christ as the life-giving spirit. And the mystery of Christ that the church as his expression. That Christ the Savior is the life-giving spirit imparting the divine life into your being. I hope That you may be burdened to carry out a ministry to complete the word of God. A large gospel preaching, but no completion. A large teaching, but no completion. A large Christian work, but no completing. A large so-called Christian churches, but no completing. No completing of the word of God. How could God's purpose be fulfilled? And how could the Lord get his bride? And how could he come with his kingdom? Impossible. There is the need of some completion of the divine word.
2: Kerry, this was a powerful section. You know, there's a lot of people that love the Lord, love his word. But I think, in all honesty, many people never really get beyond the message of the four Gospels in the New Testament in their understanding, and they can preach the Gospel, they can lead people to the Lord. But Paul's word in these books, like Colossians and Ephesians, really takes the Gospel much further. There's a tremendous need among God's people for this kind of speaking and this level of ministry today. It seems that Witness Lee, following Watchman knee was consumed with this same burden to complete the Word of God in his ministry, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, I believe so, Chris. I think that uh, both Brother Nee and uh, Brother uh, Witness Lee were aware that Paul had done something much further than simply the message of the four Gospels, that he actually had completed the divine revelation. And as ministers, they didn't want to just pick what they preferred. They really liked to be faithful to the entire revelation, and this is really what we need to be faithful to. Every point of the truth is eternally and divinely wonderful. But if we only have some of the points, then we're not complete. And the real burden of the apostles' ministry of Paul and the apostles and their work among the believers is to present every man full-grown Not to leave the believers at a halfway state, but to actually bring them on to the full maturity and full understanding of the divine revelation. So, a big portion of Paul's writing and his ministry are these two points. The mystery of God, which is Christ, and the mystery of Christ, which is the church. Christ makes God manifest, and Christ is manifested to us as the life-giving spirit. But beyond this even, Paul realized that the church is not just a group of gathered believers. It's not just the gathering at Pentecost. That's what it looked like outwardly. But intrinsically, inwardly, spiritually, Paul realized that gathering of the believers is actually the body of Christ. And this is a much deeper realization. And the Lord gave Paul this boldness to write this, to use these new terms to describe the church as the body of Christ. And actually in doing so, he identified more clearly what the body of Christ is. We need to be open to this kind of ministry from our brother, the apostle
2: Paul. He pointed out in a portion of the message we didn't include due to time, but that others had not used terms like this, uh, the body of Christ. And in this section, we did hear him talk about the new man and such things. If you go back even in this century, A few decades previous, uh, not many writers in Christian circles were using these terms. But in the latter half of the 20th century, and I would say somewhat due to the influence maybe of Watchman Nee early on, these terms have now become more prominent. So there does seem to be renewed interest in these aspects, doesn't there?
0: Yeah, I believe so. And I believe as we move through the centuries of the Christian church, the Spirit is operating to bring the believers on into the complete divine revelation. And I believe at the end of the age where we are now, uh, we are entering into the period of the body of Christ. That's why there's so much discussion in the Christian church today. I think this is wonderful. We need to be completed according to the completing ministry of the Apostle Paul.
2: Well, we've got just a brief word left from Witness Lee. Let's go back.
3: The completion of the Word of God, the great mystery of Christ and the church. The full revelation concerning Christ the head and the full revelation concerning the Church, of the body. This should be not only impressed within us, the all should be infused into your being. I do hope that this completion of the word of God may be infused into your being. And you know What is the wrestling today? The wrestling today is not against some heresy, but against a kind of a situation that the Word of God is not completed. Without the church, the preaching of the gospel might be meaningless. That's right. You just preach the gospel without the church, then there's no completion. You preach a lot, you teach a lot, you do a lot, you bring many, many, people to the Lord, but where is the completion? There's no completion. And the completion of the Word of God is just to minister Christ as the life-giving Spirit. And to minister the church as the very living expression of Christ on the proper ground in their This is our burden, and this is our ministry, and this is our wrestling, and this is our fighting, and this is to complete the word of God. I hope you dear ones may be burdened and may be infused with such a completion of the word of God.
2: Terry, there was a kind of charge in what we just heard. He was charging all of us to pick up this burden for the completion of the Word. This might create another mystery, I'd say to our listeners, because it's surely one thing for the Apostle Paul to complete the Word. But what does it mean for us to have a portion in such an undertaking?
0: Well, Chris, when you read this portion of Colossians, Paul says that he struggled, that he was actually struggling to do something here as a minister, and part of his struggle was to complete the word and to make clear the full boundary of the divine revelation to the believers. And as uh, Brother Lee encouraged us, we shouldn't pick and choose in what we understand and appreciate of the divine truth. We should also struggle to enter into the full revelation and the full uh, situation that is in the Bible. Paul struggled to complete We have to struggle to be complete. On our side, we can't be satisfied just to have the gospel. We need the gospel, and we can't be satisfied just to have, let's say, the shepherding of the brothers and sisters. We need this, but particularly we need to be brought into the understanding and the experience of the mystery of God, Christ. That is Christ as the embodiment of God, and Christ as our experiential enjoyment as the life-giving spirit. And also we need to be brought into this very high and this very wonderful view of the church. I'm just so saddened sometime that the, the view of the church today in Christianity is so low. But according to Paul, the church is the body of Christ. It actually is his organic body on the earth today, and all the believers should be helped to live and move as the very expression, as members of his body on the earth today. We have to struggle to enter into this, not to complete as Paul did, but to be complete. That's our job.
2: Kerry, it uh, struck me very much when he was speaking here about even our gospel preaching. Yes, of course it's needed, but it must be attached to the church. These two things, really, one is for the other. Right.
0: In the Christian life, you don't have a bunch of individual items. You have a complete life. So to just preach the gospel without the church, your gospel will not be effective. People will get saved. And that's wonderful, but where will they go? How will they be brought on? You need the proper understanding and expression of the church for those newly saved gospel hearers. Everything in the divine realm is all one continual, wonderful picture.
2: Hmm. Kerry, I feel very, very grateful that you're able to join us a few times, and uh, it's been very nice this last week to have you here twice, so I hope you'll come again.
0: Thanks, Chris. I enjoyed it immensely.
2: While well, our time is up, I would say the printed life study messages contained in this volume we've been touching these points in the last days. These are treasures and these are gems and we would love to have all of you enjoying them as much as we are. If you contact us toll-free 1-888-life study or 1-888-543-3788, we'll tell you exactly how you can get a copy of the life study of Colossians or perhaps the recovery version with the footnotes that touch many of these same points, all of which uh, really help to bring us into an understanding of the complete ministry of the New Testament. Again, our toll-free number, one life study Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or you can send email to radio at lsm.org. Join us again tomorrow. We'll continue on our Life Study of Colossians. For Roba Show, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening.
1: In Colossians, Paul uses a number of special terms for Christ the portion of the saints, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Colossians reveals that Christ is profound and all inclusive. The all inclusive Christ transcends our understanding. Our need is to be infused, saturated, and permeated with Him until, in our experience, Christ is everything to us our food, our drink our feasts, our holy days, our Sabbath, our new moon, our everything. We must not allow anything to replace Christ or to be a substitute for Him. The printed Life Study of Colossians is available in a three-volume set with a total of 65 messages. To order, call 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That number again is 1-888-543-3788.